Scrooge Family Ghost by Todd Puccio, version November 2022. Chapter 3, Part 1. From the corner of his eye, through the inner office window, Fred saw his father fall into a chair in a most peculiar way. Fred left his inventory list to hurry to enter his father's office. When he approached the door, he passed by a disagreeable man in a dark suit and top hat. This man did not acknowledge the young man who wished to enter the office. He was vacating. He wrinkled his nose at Fred and stepped lightly into the left as he exited. "'What is it, father?' Fred asked as he entered. Stunned for a moment, Dick turned to his son. "'I'm afraid that Pa Fezziwig may sell off his share of the business, and there's little time for me to talk him out of it, or raise enough funds to buy him out myself.' Fred knew that Pa had been out of the office with illness for several months now, and he also knew that his passing may be within the year. He had assumed that Ma would inherit Pa's share of the business and allow his father to continue to run the warehouse in the same way he has in the past few months. Dick rose from his chair and straightened his coat. Freddie, please finish out the day here with the others and close the shop for me, then join me at the Fezziwig house this evening. Dick gave him some coins for a cab fare and then left. That night, Fred did not go directly to the Fezziwig home. He made one stop first. Fred did not bother to knock or ring the bell as he passed under the sign marked Scrooge and Marley. Uncle, I need your advice, he spoke questioningly. Ebenezer looked over his glasses and then to his side at Jacob Marley. Marley rose and, as usual, excused himself from the shop patting the young man on the shoulder as he passed through the outside door. "'What about?' Scrooge unceremoniously continued the conversation. Fred explained, "'Business. If one partner is on his deathbed and the other partner is able to run the business and keep the first partner's widow in funds, how could the, this partner keep the other from selling his share of the business to a third party?' Scrooge looked over his desk and glasses at his nephew, pondering this obvious question about being about his old friends. Master Fred, if this partner does not have the funds to buy out the other, then he would have to face sharing the business with a new partner. Why should the widow place all of her faith in the partner once her husband is dead? Besides, I suspect that the business could use some new management to run better. But, Uncle, how can he talk him out of it? Scrooge put the question to him. Why should he? Shouldn't a widow be able to benefit from her husband's years of labor when, he sh when she needs it the most? Shouldn't she find security and consolation in the sudden windfall of funds just as this difficult and expensive time? Doctors and undertakers must be paid, do they not? <clears throat> well, yes, I suppose. Then, my boy, don't be so selfish and sentimental. Maybe the Fezziwigs will make the most sound business decision of their lives. Did you even consider that this might be good for them and good for the business? <clears throat> Fred looked down at his feet. Well, no, Uncle, I didn't. Then this is your business lesson for the day, Master Fred. Good day, and leave me be. Scrooge.
Scrooge looked back down at his book and did not even dismiss his nephew. Fred, feeling abashed, left the establishment, then continued on to the Fezziwig house. Upon arrival, Fred hurried up the stair where he found Ma and Dick attending Pa in his bed. Pa Fezziwig looked up at the door and saw Fred and smiled. He asked for Fred and Dick to help him into a chair nearby the window. Then he dismissed his wife and his business partner. He wanted to sit alone besides Fred for a while. Ma and Dick did as he asked. Fred took a chair near Pa Fezziwig and looked at the window. He was uncertain and scared for some reason. He did not wish to meet the old man's eyes. After a few quiet moments, Fred's only grandfather figure spoke. Freddy, I have decided to sell off my share of the business to a Mr. Markelson. I know that your father does not have the funds to buy me out. I am doing this so that my wife and my children and my natural grandchildren will be able to have the funds that they need after I am gone. Do you understand? <clears throat> yes, sir. This is really quite a windfall. I scarcely thought that I could get as much of it as I will for it. This Mr. Markelson came to me with his interest at just the right time. I may not be among the living for much longer. He spoke calmly, as if he was asking for an afternoon tea. Fred Mock chided him. Oh, Pa, how can you say that? Oh, please, Fred, death is a part of life. We are good Christian people. We have the hope that we may enter the kingdom. Fred told Pa that he was afraid that the new partner would not be able to help the business that he and his father would not be able to save enough for his father's security and for his own future position. Pa listened with concerned eyes and nodded his head in acknowledgment of Freddy's fears. Fred, Pa asked, what is it that you want in your life? Really, tell me. Fred finally looked into the elder man's eyes and answered, Well, for as long as I can remember... There are three things that I have always wanted besides my father's happiness. And what are those three things? I wish to be able and to marry and form a good home for Jenny. And I wish that my uncle Ebenezer would join our family again. And I wish that, for my grandmother's sake, that all the world would love Christmas as she did. Ah, Fezziwig laughed at the young man's earnestness and guileless desires. He coughed a little, and then he chuckled again for a few moments. His cough must have alerted his wife as she was waiting in the hall, and she opened the door. Pa coughed and chuckled a little more, then he waved and beckoned his wife to come sit on the bed. He put his finger to his mouth as a request for her to stay silent. The old man leaned his arms up against a chair and slowly stood up, facing Fred. <clears throat> My boy, as Jenny's father has passed away, I am the only man that may give permission for you to marry her. You are still a few years away from the eligible age. However, I give you permission, under Ma's scrutiny and Jenny's mother's approval, that you may begin to court her 
and when you have saved enough money for a proper household for her, that you may marry her. Ma will know when that time has come, if Jenny will have you, that is. Mrs. Fezziwig smiled and quietly nodded in agreement with her husband. Fred sat stunned at this formal display. And, continued the elder, you must continue to pray for your uncle and be an affable companion for him. Then Fred chuckled, Oh, is that all? And then my second wish will come true? I have prayed for him for a long time with no luck, and he listens to no one. He has no ear for the heart or heart for the talk of Christmas or Christendom. My boy, for many years, the only person that your uncle has ever listened to is that twisted partner of his, Jacob Marley. I suggest that he is the only man to get through to your Uncle Ebenezer Scrooge now. Pray for him, then. Pray for him as well. Pray for the conversion of Mr. Marley, and then, perhaps, there will be a path open for your uncle. Conversion of Mr. Marley? Pa, has your illness made you daft? He's as bad as my uncle. Never lose your faith and hope, Freddy. Consider the good thief at the side of the cross. Did he not get his way into paradise? Taking a moment to remember the story, Fred asked, Yes, but how? He didn't do anything. Oh, you are wrong. He made an act of faith and an act of mercy. Besides, a man's salvation is by God's grace, not by any action of his own. Freddy, never let anyone lead you to despair or presumption. These are the great sins against hope. God's salvific grace is always there for us. We should never despair that we cannot, through such acts of acceptance, attain that grace. And neither shall we presume that God's grace will merely be given to us without them. Fred paused and asked, what acts did the thief perform while hanging on the cross? Ah, he acknowledged Christ and asked for forgiveness. And that was enough? James tells us that we must have faith and works. What works could he perform on the cross? The old man responded, Do not be misled. God does not need man's works in order to present the gift of salvific grace. This is, it is man who needs works in order to open the door of his heart to receive it. Fred nodded in partial understanding. Old Fezziwig continued, This thief on the cross conducted an act of mercy for his fellow man right there on the cross. Which act of mercy? Fred? Did he not set the man straight on the other side? Is this not the spiritual act of mercy called admonishing a sinner? Fred responded, Yes, Pa, I suppose he did. And so, then Mr. Marley need only do an act of faith and then an act of mercy for a fellow man, and he might, just might, be saved. Mr. Fezziwig took a slow breath 
and looked out the window. He made a thoughtful noise in his throat, and then spoke again after a moment. <clears throat> I suggest your mother has already shown you what to do. Pray that the bald-headed ghost of Christmas redemption visits Jacob Marley as he visited your grandfather Gilbert. Perhaps there is hope in that. Fred sat up in his chair, feeling suddenly emboldened. Yes, yes, I shall do that, starting tonight at my bedside. And what then, my dear grandfather, about my grandmother's wish, that all should love Christmas? Oh, I tell you, my boy, Freddy, if your uncle rejoins the family with Christmas joy, then somehow anything else in this wide world, even your grandmother's wish, would be possible. He laughed at the thought, and that, that, old Fezziwig lost his strength to continue standing and sat down. He reached out and touched Fred's cheek. Do not lose heart, my boy. Be a good son to your father, and a good employee to the business. Be a good man to your woman, and good things will follow you. I dare say you will still know pain and uncertainty and various kinds of suffering over the years. Nothing can save you from that. I can only promise that it will go better for you. You will have peace and hope and love. And that, my boy, will have to be enough until your final reward. Fred nodded and spoke agreement to the wishes of this old patriarch. Pa sent his wife out of the room again, wishing to be alone with Fred for a while longer. There was nothing more to say between them, but there was something they could do in lasting companionship. When she closed the door, she heard the two of them begin to sing an old hymn together. A few short weeks later, Fred and his father Dick were Fezziwig's lead pallbearers, son-in-law's and young grandsons alongside.